This podcast is sponsored by NRCA's Qualified Trainer Conference, teaching roofing companies how to get the most out of their employee training opportunities. It's a new season for stories of an extraordinary industry coming to you from NRCA, the National Roofing Contractors Association. I am your host, Jared Ribble. NRCA is excited to be back bringing a whole new batch of stories to you. Our goal is that you would be proud of the great work being done in the roofing industry, and I hope that you will learn something along the way. This season, we have overcoming tragedies in the Caribbean and homeless in Arizona. And how do you roof a building with 747 airplanes flying at you? A lot of great stories are in store for you. We start off this season with a multi-generational family business. Many of you listening will relate, I am sure. But what challenges did this family face working together and how did they overcome to grow into such a successful roofing force? They will tell you at the root of their success are two simple words. Mining their story a little deeper though, we find applying these two simple words actually united roofing companies all throughout their city. And these two words help these companies navigate together uncertain times of say a pandemic or material supply shortages. These two simple words will reveal themselves as we move along together. So let's kick off this story. He is a former high school hockey player from Chicago, Illinois, who wanted to be a meteorologist or an airplane pilot. I grew up just west of uh, Midway Airport. Back then, we were able to go into the private hangars and the mechanics would let us in and show us around the aircraft. And you know, being a uh, you know a young teenager, that was some pretty cool stuff. Now I just sit in the airplane and I watch the meteorologist instead of being Meet Rod Petrick, the president of Ridgeworth Roofing in Frankfort, Illinois, in the southwest Chicago area. Rod is also leading the National Roofing Contractors Association as the chairman for 2020 to 2022. My dad started our company in 1974. Um, he had left one of our competitors as family members started to move up there. Um, you know, he was kind of pushed out and started our company and we're primarily an industrial commercial institutional roofing contractor based in Chicago. Rod was a year from finishing high school when his dad started Ridgeworth Roofing. My intention was to come help my dad for a year or two and go back to school. He started working in there in the industry and uh, you get used to it. And, you know, I kind of enjoyed it. He also, you know, as a, a young man, you enjoy the uh, paycheck every week. And I ended up, uh, you know, not going back to school, but jokingly say now I graduated from the School of Roofology because I think I was fortunate because I liked the reading that I, you know, I, I did, you know, learn parts of the business and that and pretty much self-taught on other things that, you know, to help me be able to run the business eventually. Self-taught for sure. But Rod was surrounded by some great family members who were added strengths helping Rod learn and grow Ridgeworth Roofing into what it is today. When my dad was started the business and moving forward with it, my mother used to work more than part-time. 
uh, but not full time. But she handled all the all the banking, all the payroll, uh, APAR, and that. And a few years, well, it's, it's a, a lot of years back now. I remember my wife coming home. She was working for a, a company, and she says, "You know," she says, "Either you're going to hire me, or I'm just not going to be working anymore." And I, I had a joke and I told her, I said, you know, I checked our marriage license and nowhere on there did it say I had to work with you, just as I had to be married. But when she came, uh, brought a different aspect, a different uh, talent set. She really helped streamline a lot of our uh, computer stuff that we do. And they, you know, her and another woman that were working in the office, they really pushed on things that I may have been weak at or not utilizing. They basically said, we're not going to be doing any input unless you're going to start using it. Now, those are things that I look at every day, uh, multiple times, just trying to make my job a little bit easier. I would think, you know, going back, watching what my mom did and watching what my wife did, at times, they probably knew more about the finances of the business than we did. But I, I can tell you that, especially my both my mother and wife, they watched it and they watched it with an iron hand. I said, it's always good to have family touching the money. But add to the family business a brother. My younger brother worked within the business. He had no intentions of being an office guy, he, but he was a prime member of our business. He handled the back end. Working with your brother could be a challenge, but was that the case for Rod and Brian? We handled different things. I handled you know, the office, the bidding, and took care of all the, you know, the business piece that makes it work, where he handled everything in back. He would handle logistics, made sure crews had everything they would need, but he knew everything in the back. And it, basically, I would just give him a list of projects were coming up. He would get things ready. But what was really nice is, you know, how material comes back from a job. and You'd have tapered insulation, this and this. Well, monthly, I would get a list from him coming back and basically tell me, hey, here's what came in. Why don't you see if you can sell it and get it out of here? Again? And it, you know, it was a nice mesh. And with him working in the back, you know, I never had a worry about what happened in the back. He'd come in the office. He wouldn't even want to sit down in a chair. Like, it's too close. He didn't want to he figure we're going to move him into the office. Clearly defined roles and even clearly defined spaces within the office is one way this family stays strong running the business together. But I hope you hear the respect and even admiration they have for one another. Sad to say we lost him to cancer about three years ago, and we still talk about it today is how do you replace somebody that any piece of equipment he could fix, knew how to handle inventory logistics, and we lost a major component of our business when my brother passed away. Gone too soon. But with the sadness comes joy, as Rod brings his son into the business. Let's meet the next generation, Ryan Petrick. Oh, I hear from people on the phone all the time that I sound just like him, <laughs> but not the south side of Chicago. Oh, oh yeah, him and the computer, they work okay together, but um, they, there's definitely room for improvement. I, I can tell you, as I sit in my office here, I'm looking at a plotter printer that we bought several years ago to print out plans. And I think the only time it gets used is when he wants something printed out for him so he can do a takeoff by hand. The advice that I would give him would to be um, learn a little bit more technology with the computer. <laughs> I don't know too many parents that want to take advice from their kids. 
Here's Bonnie Petrick, Rod's wife, and Ryan's mom. Even with technology and everything, Ryan is, you know, when texting came out, Ryan would be texting suppliers or customers or whatever. And Rod was like, no, 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 you need to make a phone call. You can't. And, you know, now everybody texts and Rod has come around to that. But it took him a while. As Ryan has gotten older, you know, he's matured and... And I think Rod has seen that he's got to back away a little bit. So, yeah, they get along fine now. Having learned from my dad, I've had Ryan for probably the last eight eight years or so in meetings when we're dealing with the insurance company, when we're dealing with the bank, when we're dealing with um, the accountants. Is basically, he's got to be ready and comfortable. So, and he's now to the point where he handles a lot of the financial stuff with the accountant so that he's comfortable with it more and more on the insurance side i'm, I'm making him responsible um but you know i'm trying to get him where if i was to walk out of here tomorrow and, and not come back he shouldn't miss a beat keys to success in a multi-generational family business from the petrick family are clearly defined roles and allowing the next generation to usher in progress and advancement even if it is a little bit uncomfortable. As Rod readies the next generation for Ridgeworth Roofing, he leads the National Roofing Contractors Association as their chairman. What led to this role and how did he hold together an entire industry through a pandemic? Two words, and they start popping up in a moment, but first. A recent study conducted of the roofing industry discovered workers want two things, competitive pay and consistent training. Now, most roofing companies have good intentions to offer training to their workers, but far too often production demands require inexperienced workers to get up on the roof and just figure it out. Of course, this leads to frustrated crew members and a lot of wasted time fixing mistakes, and those workers end up leaving your company in frustration. If your company wants to attract quality workers and keep them, you need to offer quality training. NRCA's Qualified Trainer Conference will teach your company how to set up and develop your own in-house training system that your workers are craving. Learn how to turn haphazard and ineffective rain day training into an intentional and productive opportunity. Send your company trainer to one of NRCA's Qualified Trainer Conferences and set your company on a path to giving workers what they actually want. Great training. NRCA's Qualified Trainer Conference. Go to nrca.net to learn more. Rod Petrick, president of Ridgeworth Roofing, learned the business from the inside out alongside his mom and dad and looks to pass on the torch to the next generation. Currently, Rod is volunteering his time serving the National Roofing Contractors Association as their chairman. Let's dive into his journey and how he was perfectly poised to lead the industry and come together through the trying times of the COVID-19 pandemic. Two words will give us a clue to how Rod goes about his business. Here is Bill McHugh, the executive director of the Chicago Roofing Contractors Association. CRCA. The first time I met Rod uh, was in the late 1990s. We were at a, a CRCA luncheon membership meeting, and he and a team uh, of 
people came together to take the CRCA to the next generation at that time. Uh, it was transitioning from, I'll say, our father's generation to our generation. And Rod really made it a point that uh, as an organization and also as individuals, we need to give back to the industry that gives us the opportunity to make a living. It was a big deal to hear that kind of energy coming into the association, willingness to volunteer their time over and above what's expected of them. And really, that, that's what makes Rod very unique. He has that uh, drive in him to provide more than is expected of him. You know, it's interesting because I remember back when cell phones were bolted to your truck. Welcome back, Rod Petrick. And the phone rang in my, in my truck and it was my dad. And he was, he called to inform me that I would be getting a call from Chris Cronin from Knickerbocker Roofing to consider serving on the board at CRCA. And at that time, you know, we're a younger company and I had a young family. And I remember, you know, probably not being very accepting on this. Told my dad, you know, I've got, I'm busy with this. I had a lot going on. You know, his only comment was, is you need to give back in the industry where you make your living. And he hung up the phone. He served in committees like crazy at, at CRCA, whether it's the program committee, the trade show committee, industry affairs, technical apprenticeship, the labor committee, the grievance committee. My head is spinning thinking of all the committees Rod has volunteered on. You know, it's interesting. I say more than is expected of him. At the time he was the CRCA president, he also was the MRCA president. He did two at once. My dad said this, that I, I just keep giving back. I mean, I have a passion. I enjoy what I do. Uh, I think, as my wife says, it's almost a sickness for me. The only time I was concerned about that is when he was president of the CRCA and the MRCA at the same time. And I knew that was going to pull him away a lot. But he made it work, and he survived, and his business survived, so... Rod then gets involved volunteering on the national level at NRCA and gives back with the same vigor he approached CRCA. And I remember two friends, Alan Lancaster and uh, Bruce McCory. I walked in for orientation and they both said, aren't you kind of old for this? Uh, and I said, well, I don't think so. But uh, I, I have not regretted it. I've enjoyed the work at NRCA and it's unbelievable. You see it on the local, you see it on the Midwest, how, what they do. But now you see an NRCA is just not national. It's almost globally. Well, I, I think Rod's, Rod's biggest strength is his ability to reach out and to, to really make sure things are, are, are the right way. This is Nick Sabino, a former NRCA chairman. I met Rod in 2014 when I, we, we both came onto the executive committee together. He really loved roofing. He loved his job. He loved to talk roofing. He loved to roof. Uh, when he wasn't roofing, he was thinking about roofing. Rod's ability to work with various departments um, and, and various volunteers and staff, I think that, that that really makes him special. You know, again, back to the how easy it is for him to get along with people. And I think that uh, the way he brings, brings people together is, uh, is really special. All the years Rod served on committees and boards bringing people together set him up to be the right person to lead the U.S. roofing industry through an unexpected moment in time. More than a year of uncertainty and material supply shortage. 
the year of the COVID-19 pandemic. Here is Kyle Thomas, an NRCA executive board member. I think Rod's leadership style, kind of a let's get this done style, let's get this resolved style, you know, lent itself well to a, a strange year like this where, where you're in Zoom and virtual meetings and to sort of keep the tone or set the tone for the whole association of just stay focused, you know, realizing that we still have the work of the association to get done. And, we, and we've done a lot this year. We've continued the progress in pro-cert. I think we've, you know, we've accelerated the rate at which we're putting out certifications. We found out uh, during times of strife and difficult times that the association has a really big role to play in the work that we were able to do with our DC staff and, and navigating all the legal complications of, of keeping your business viable while also keeping your employees safe. And I think that from that perspective, that may be the, the, the biggest thing we accomplished was the, the information flow that we provided, the resources we provided to members across the industry, whether they be distribution, manufacturing, or contractor members. I think we put a lot out there for them. Everything that we're trying to push forward kept moving forward. And I think that was, that was unbelievable. Rod was perfectly poised to lead the roofing industry through the trying times of COVID because of his work in the Chicago market, which takes a very different approach to competition. Let me introduce you to one of Rod's dear friends, a competitor. He's calling me right now. <laughs> I, want to, I want to watch you hang up on him. I just did. <laughs> My name is George Patterson. I'm the president of Bennett and Brasso Roofing in Romeoville, Illinois. We do compete, and uh, there's been a couple of jobs I'll call up afterwards say, what job were you bidding, or you guys must have really wanted that one, or were you even looking at the same job as me? And I'll talk to him. He says, yeah, we weren't really going after it. You know, nothing colluding or anything like that, but we're sitting there friendly, like, yeah. And I was like, well, okay. You guys were pretty aggressive on that. And he says, well, we needed the work right now or whatever. But, yeah, we do compete. And, and if he's way low or way high than me, I'll, I'll give him a call and I'll joke with him a little bit. But we never obviously talk about numbers prior to. In the end of the day, we are competitors, but we don't want either one of, them to, either one of us to fail. We always want us to be, both of us to be successful and, and, and every roofing contractor in Chicago. Here again is Bill McHugh, Executive Director of Chicago Roofing Contractors Association, on what makes the Chicago roofing market so unique. Rod may win a job one day, he may lose a job the next. But if he loses it, he'll say to his friends, well, you got that one, we'll get to the next one. We, you know, drop it and move on. And that, that attitude in Chicago really is uh, amazing of the relationships of the companies, the people in the companies, and it goes from the top down. You know, Rod's the president, of course, of Ridgeworth Roofing. Go to other companies in Chicago and you'll find a very similar um, feel, if you will. Rod and I have talked about it when we've gone to NRCA events that w when he goes to other regions, people can't believe how we can be competitors eight to ten hours of the day but still be able to go out for drinks afterwards. Um, and, and if somebody needs help, we're the first call. It's not like we're the last call. And I guess in other regions of the country, people will not call up their competitors. If Rod Petrick needed a, a hand, I, I hope I'm the first call he makes. The point is, when times get tough, like a year of COVID and riots and supply shortages, it's friendly competitors that stand together united and help each other get through. And, and we do lean on each other, and, the, and we are a uh, close-knit organization. 
close-knit group of people that, that can rely on each other. And if I say, hey, I'm working and we're having this issue, what about you? And, and they're saying, well, we're not going to work today or tomorrow because of this. You know, this just came out. What are you doing? What, how do you read it? How do you interpret it? What is the government saying? When we're having the riots in the city of Chicago, we call each other up and discuss things like that, too. Friendly competition creates unity. But what do you do if your community does not have this affable business culture? Can it be created? I would suggest, yes, it can. But it starts with you following Rod's example of putting into action these two simple words. Give back. Give back. Give back. You need to give back in the industry where you make your living. That drives Rod a lot. It's the whole concept of the industry has been good to us. This goes back to my grandfather, Rod's dad, of always trying to give back. You know, obviously, at the end of the day, we're doing this to make money. Why else would we do it? But, um, you know, try to do a few charitable projects every year, give back to the community and show them that uh, there are a lot of good roofing contractors out there. Yes, in fact, there are good roofing contractors out there. See, there's something special that happens when you give back. You become invested into the success of those around you. Everyone helps each other when times are tough, which breeds success in the entire community. In this case, by giving back to the roofing industry, Rod is helping raise the professional standards of the entire industry. I want to see everybody become a professional contractor. Early on, roofers were not looked at in a very good light. And I know we always tried to bring the best to the job site. I still have friends that say, oh, roofers, you know, we got to hide from you guys. No, you don't. You know, we are, we are good people. Um, we do a lot of good things. And I say, you know, our guys work hard. And, you know, I, I've got friends in the industry. I think most of the people that I became friends with or now know through my uh, term here at NRCA, they're all good people. And they're all looking for the same thing. We all want everybody to be safe, make sure their crews get home um, so that they can be with their families and everybody work together for a common goal of, you know, being good stewards of the industry. And uh, I enjoy it. And uh, like I said, if, when when I'm done serving, I'm still gonna, I'm gonna have to, I'll either buy, be bothering you guys or bothering somebody because I'm still gonna, I like the opportunity to just be you know, working with people for, for our industry. Thank you, Rod, for sharing your story with us and teaching us how giving back can create the type of friendly competition that stands united during difficult times. Rod, you are an extraordinary roofer. And thank you also to our guests, Bill McHugh, Kyle Thomas, Nick Sabino, George Patterson, Ryan Petrick, and Bonnie Petrick. You all are shining examples of the greatness that is the roofing industry. Hey, are you enjoying this podcast series? I know Rich in Wisconsin is. He emailed me saying, Jared, thanks for the great show. I make sure to listen with my son in the truck so he can see the great things roofers are doing. Keep it up. Thanks for the encouragement, Rich. Send your stories and comments to me at stories at nrca.net. Stories at nrca.net. I promise every one of them is read. 
If you want to see this podcast series continue, help us out right now by doing two things. First, give it a rating in whatever podcast platform you are listening in. And second, and most important, send this episode to one person you know needs to hear it. I am Jared Rebel signing off. Be well, be safe, and be proud of this great industry. Now, a quick little bonus from this story. We met at a party a long time ago. I worked with this one friend of mine. She said, oh, I'm going to a party. There's someone I want you to meet. Okay. So she took me and um, we took also a keg of beer. <laughs> so that was in the back seat. And Rod came out to the car to help bring this keg in. And that's how he met me, was next to a keg of beer. <laughs> So I met all these other people at this party and she didn't ever tell me who she wanted me to meet. We ended up both finding each other then.